Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Now, as 2024 kicks off, the bond market remains a cornerstone for those looking to diversify their portfolios with more secure assets. So, what's the outlook like for fixed income markets this year, and how should investors balance their portfolios in the current market environment to see the full benefits of the bond market in 2024? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Omar Slim, who is the managing director and portfolio manager of. Fixed income at Pinebridge Investments Singapore. Omar, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Good to be with you. Good to have you on again. So, Omar, you know, for some overview, how did fixed income markets perform back in 2023? I mean, what moved fixed income markets last year? Well, the biggest mover was really monetary policy, and the biggest mover of monetary policy was and remains and will continue to be inflation. So, I think for last year, what we have seen is that for most of the year, the fixed income markets were kind of having to have an average year, flat year, depending on which market that you're looking at. The very last two months of the year, which are November, December, we saw a very, very strong bounce back, a really historical bounce back, and that was really driven as well by inflationary trends, which were heading in the right direction. So the short answer to your question is that I think our markets broadly last year had a good year. Okay, so you know, in fact, 2023 marked the third best year for a global 60/40 stock bond allocation in the last 20 years, which is behind only 2009 and 2019. Now, the S&P 500 they boosted a 26% rally and a late comeback from bonds pushed U.S. fixed income to a 5.5% gain that ended a two-year losing streak. But you know, 2024 hasn't really started on the same high note, and some now worry. The best gains are in the rearview mirror. What are your expectations for fixed income markets this year? What's your outlook? That's really, I guess, the most important question for this time of the year. I think broadly for fixed income markets, my view is that the biggest mover of monetary policy, which again will move the markets the most this year,、uh-huh. which is really inflation, is heading in the right direction. And whether we're talking about the U.S. or Europe, and certainly in Asia, where inflation trends are less troublesome or problematic.、Mm-hmm. So, if one assumes that the inflation is heading the right way, I think monetary policy will start to cut. Of course, some of those cuts are already priced in, but I think once that is confirmed, that's going to give the fixed income markets a leg higher. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about fixed income markets broadly. Of course, there's a lot of nuances in terms of which fixed income markets and so on. But I think we will end up the year with rates lower in terms of where they are now, lower yields,、mm-hmm. higher prices. And I think for some of the markets, particularly when we're talking about the higher credit quality part of the fixed income markets, I think these will perform rather well. But the overall yield is actually quite interesting. So we can own high quality credit at five, five and a half, six percent. And I think there's a desire by some institutions, some individuals, to lock in that yield. Mm, okay. Okay. So you know, while the signposts for a soft landing for the economy are there, we have inflation across the developed world. You know that has more than half. The growth is cooling, but it's still solid. And so, what are some tailwinds or risks that remain for fixed income markets that investors should you know take note of? 
Yeah, I mean, the soft landing is an interesting one because if you ask three people what soft landing means, you probably will get three or four different answers. So I think generally the market, the dominant theme this year is that we will have either a very shallow recession or a slowdown broadly globally, Asia being an exception actually, interestingly. But my view is that the risks are to the downside in terms of economic growth, meaning that we might actually end up in recession in a number of countries, including the U.S., So I think that's one of the risks. Mm -hmm. The major risk, however, in my opinion, would be a re-acceleration of inflation trends. That will really shock the market, more than surprise the market, it will shock the markets. And it's going to put the monetary policy on hold, if not on further hikes. And I think that will be the main, in my opinion, tail risks or the main risk for this year for fixed income markets. I don't think that this will happen, Mm -hmm. but that will be the primary risk in my view. Okay. So given such risks, what should investors then be cautious about when investing in fixed income markets? How can they you know, mitigate these risks? What they can do in a year like this, which is a year where we will see a slowdown in terms of whether we see a recession in some major economies like the U.S. or some European economies or not, I think that remains to be seen. But I think it's very likely that we will see at the very least a slowdown. Mm-hmm. So you need to go into the fixed income market and the fixed income issuers, the companies and so on that can withstand a slowdown in terms of economic environment. Usually, you need to be careful with some of the potential high-end issuers, for instance, even though we do see some opportunities there. Investment-grade issuers tend to be more capable of withstanding that kind of economic environment. So you need to essentially have credit quality strengths that can withstand the slowdown. The other thing which I would say is that closer to home, we are still watching what's happening in China. We have been rather cautious mm-hmm. with some Chinese corporates, for instance. And we think that there's still some downside risks in terms of economic growth. It will be relatively robust, you know, in the 4.5% in terms of economic growth this year for China, as you expect. But there's quite a bit of dispersion in terms of quality of, of credits, for instance. Hmm, okay, okay. So then, you know... Now, key central bank rates and bond yields, they remain high globally. And some experts or market watchers, they're saying that they are likely to remain elevated well into 2024 before retreating. And further, the chance of higher policy rates from here is slim with, you know, the potential for rates to decline is much higher. So for bond investors, are these conditions ideal? Yeah, the bond investors usually do well whenever there's one or two policy cuts. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this year we will see some cuts. The timing remains uncertain. In my view, it will be in the second half of this year. The market consensus is probably the second quarter of this year. My view is probably the second half of this year. Mm -hmm. Whenever cuts happen, of course, some of those cuts are already quite thin. But whenever those cuts happen, the market will extrapolate that there will be even further cuts. And that's usually quite conducive to performance and fixed income. Now, one shouldn't forget why the cuts are happening. If the cuts are happening because we are having a slowdown, I think that's fine. If we are having aggressive cuts because there's a severe recession coming, then that will be beneficial for some fixed income markets and some others, one needs to be very cautious. Okay, I see. So, you know... 
then what kind of, you know, returns can bond investors witness this year with such rate cuts in store? We're not sure when it will come in, but for the second half, hopefully. So what kind of returns can bond investors then see? Is this the year to go overweight on bond markets? Well, that's the multi-trillion dollar question. Um, <laughs> so I think in terms of returns, without really trying to give numbers, which was always a bit difficult, I think that carry, so essentially the overall yield, is interesting. Mm-hmm. And if one assumes that we will see rates a bit lower and spreads kind of essentially what we call credit spreads, relatively stable, then I think, you know, returns in the kind of mid to high single digits is uh, achievable for some of the investment grade markets. For the high yield markets and the other markets, it's very difficult to project because it tends to be very idiosyncratic, mm. issuer by issuer case. Okay. But broadly, I do think that the yield levels from a historical perspective are interesting here. And I have a slightly different view in terms of higher for longer. I think we will probably see rates going, going uh, lower from here. Mm, okay. So then how should investors then balance their portfolios between you know, bonds and equities? Uh, would a 60-40 portfolio work? There's a lot of debate about that 6040 and a lot of things that has been sort of on this and you know, a lot of the economic research done and so on. Uh-huh. My view is that obviously it depends on the investors. I think equities, there's a place for equity in portfolios, there's a place in fixed income and mm-hmm. you know, one need. But most important in my view is to go with the asset classes that make sense, investors understand awesome. and have visibility on and can withstand the economic environment. Uh, And that's whether we're talking about fixed income markets or equity managers and or equity markets. And I think it's also important to go with managers that have a good track record. Okay, I see. So before we let you go here, Omar, what else then should investors be looking out for in fixed income markets in the coming weeks? I think in the coming few weeks, what's important is to watch one, any fixed income investor, frankly, any investor should be watching what's happening with inflationary trends. My yeah. expectation is that they will continue to go down, not in a straight line, but they will continue to go down. I think what, given we are, we're heading into Chinese year, I think it's interesting to see how spending is in China. China is obviously a massive market, second largest economy in the world. And we'll get some of the high-frequency data to see how spending is this Chinese year and whether there is further signs of slowdown or stabilization. And I think the third thing, which is extremely important to watch, is to watch some of the central bank's narrative evolves, how it evolves. And Mm. I think we will get more of that in the next few weeks. I see. Well, thank you so much, Omar, for your time and your insights today. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Omar Slim, who is the Managing Director and Portfolio Manager of Fixed Income at Pine Bridge Investments Singapore. I'm Hong Ben Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.